G'day everyone, it's Nikki Shea. Welcome to this week's edition of the Road Less Travelled podcast where we tell you tales of adventures on the road with a caravan and a four-wheel drive, our dog Rocco and a map of adventures and off we go. If you want to interact with us, you can drop me an SMS or give me a call on 042 You can email us fatcat at iinet.net.au and to keep up to date with everything that's happening and to check out previous podcasts, you can jump onto our website, which is www.fatcatmedia.com.au. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube as well. And we'd love to hear from you. Love to get your thoughts on the show. Maybe you've got something, a trip yourself you've just completed or you've got one coming up. Please share. We'd love to hear from you. A big shout out to all the folks that are listening to us at Radio Bayside in Moriallic in Victoria, that uh, radio station streaming us each week. We appreciate the support. And if you'd like to have your local community radio station use um, the Road Less Travel podcast, please drop us a line. This week, we have been to Tasmania, and we did so by jumping on the spirit of Tasmania, um, where you can take your car, your caravan, and your dog or um, if you just want to take your, a backpack and head over, you can do that. It's a ferry from Tasmania to Melbourne and back again. It's got special offers and discounts. They've got the sailing schedules, fares and accommodation options on spiritoftasmania.com.au. Um, the trip takes approximately nine hours. Um, is it rough? Sometimes, depending on the weather. Um, but as I said, you can take your dog. Um, there's special kennels for the dog and you can take your car, caravan, push bike, motorbike, whatever it is. So check out spiritoftasmania.com.au and um, heading into the busier months, you need to book well in advance to be able to get over there. And if you need to get back, then you may make sure that you uh, get those bookings sorted. So Tasmania is a place that I've always wanted to go. Um, haven't done it before, did it on the spirit of Tasmania with the vehicle, caravan and dog and dropped off at Devonport on the northern part of Tasmania and we thought, well, what are we going to do? So we're going to do the northern forage um, and officially, we're told, it's some of the cleanest air in the world that you're inhaling when you jump off the uh, the ferry onto Tasmania. Bordered by the pretty wild coastline of Bass Strait a journey across northern Tasmania is really a chance to slow down and forage or follow your food from paddock to plate at some of the most fertile farms and pastures in Australia. You can stop at farm gate stalls, distilleries and cellar doors for tastings and to also meet the makers and you can linger in the rural villages and quirky coastal towns along the way. Plenty of them from um, Arthur River up, um, I guess would say, what's at the nor- northwest of um, Tasmania across to Smithton, Stanley, uh, Wynyard, Burnie, Penguin, Olveston, uh, Devonport, as I mentioned, Sheffield, uh, Deloraine, Latrobe, Beaconsfield, Georgetown, um, Bridport, Derby and Scottsdale. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, Launceston Airport, not too far away from that, Devonport Airport as well, right near Devonport, obviously, um, where the spirit of Tasmania. And it's the northern tip, I guess would say, of... Um, of Tasmania and there's some pl- there's great great um, road trips you can do all around Tasmania um, you can get uh, if you've got a special interest that you'd like to explore further you can pick up pick your passion yourself follow the trail and see where the road takes you it's that easy and especially too if you we might talk a little bit later on about the convict trail that we followed too on the road less traveled 
And just a heads up too that once you are on the ferry, you can't go down and sleep in your caravan and put your pop top up. No, you have to stay up in the uh, lounging areas. So let's talk about our trip of the northwest of Tasmania. Well, freshness comes naturally in the northwest where the world's cleanest air blows over Australia's largest cool climate rainforest in towns such as Stanley and Marawa Saviour their sea breezes. Day one, we decided to start at uh, at Stanley and the fishing village of Stanley sits at the foot of the Nut, which is an ancient volcanic plug rising from the sea. A short walking track zigzags steeply to its flat summit, but the easiest journey is uh, the top, to the top is the Nut chairlift there. You can get fish straight off the boats at the Hersey Seafoods. You can also, while you're there, you can dine upstairs or you can grab takeaway from the downstairs counter and head to the shores and eat it too. And at dusk, this was awesome, you can watch the little penguins suit up on Godfrey's Beach. There's a raised boardwalk at the beach's southern end which provides a bird's eye view. And if you like to spend, if you're doing it in motels, you can spend the night at the Ship in Stanley, the Horizon Deluxe Apartments on the Stanley Hotel and Apartments, which also have cottages and historical buildings dotted around town. We decided to um, stay in the caravan park. And again, it's always a little, I wouldn't say difficult, but challenging when you do have a, a pet with you is to find pet-friendly accommodation. We did so at the Stanley Cabin and Tourist Park. They've got special terms and conditions for travelling with pets, and um, it's a fantastic place to uh, look. You can also book a waterfront or a waterview cabin, um, and there's plenty of accommodation there from standard cabins, camping and tent sites, um, of course, caravan sites as well. Uh, great little place. They've got a website called stanleycabinpark.com.au. And as I said, if you are travelling with pets, um, it's a great place. And it's uh, just on Wharf Road in Stanley, not too far out of town. And uh, great great facilities, great people, um, really friendly and uh, very accommodating. So, But again, you need to do a little bit of research when you are travelling with pets to find out pet-friendly accommodation. As I said, it can be a little frustrating, but I'd like to call it challenging. Um, and uh, if you do the right thing, then uh, you shouldn't have any problems at all on the road less travelled. So from Stanley, and as you know, I'm just getting a little bit excited about revisiting this, I love I love history, and uh, Stanley, it was just fantastic for... I couldn't get enough of the, of the, the history of all these places that we visited and just, wow, how old they are. You can gain a uh, historical perspective at the Highfield Historical Site, which is perched on a ridge above the town of Stanley. The grand, <clears throat> excuse me, the grand estate was developed in the 1830s for the chief agent of the Van Diemen's Land Company, and the restored homestead features an ornate garden and sweeping coastal views. You needn't leave the grounds of Highfield to join a cooking class with the Providence Kitchen by Cape Grim Beef. Half and full day classes are available and they use local season produce and cover the gourmet gamut from foraging to cooking to eating. I really recommend it. Providence Kitchen by Cape Grim Beef. And it's not just the air that's fresh in the northwest. It's rivaled by the waters of the Tarkin, which is where the Tarkin fresh oysters grow in bounties. Visit its Mifton Centre for tasting and sales. You won't be disappointed. And on Tasmania's far northwest tip is the Woolnorth property, Australia's largest dairy operation. Woolnorth Tours delves into remarkable history. It's Australia's only farm created by Royal Charter, visits the state's, state's first wind farm and provides the only chance to stand atop the cliffs of Cape Grim and feel the freshest of fresh air. 
and I really recommend that you stay overnight at Stanley. Fantastic little place, and I can't say fantastic enough for all these places that we visit for that matter. So the next trip was us for leaving Stanley to Arthur River and Smithton. And it's along the coast. You can feel the power of the ocean at Greenpoint Beach at Marawa. Um, there's beautiful rock pools along the edge of Greenpoint itself. And you can just simply sit there and watch the waves thunder ashore. Um, it's really revered territory for surfers too. They were out and about when we were there. You go from fierce to flat water with a cruise on Arthur River. It's never been dammed or logged. Um, this pristine waterway, which can still it can be as still and reflective as meditation, it's the focus of the Arthur River cruises. The Arthur River Reflections cruise sails 14 kilometres inland along the river. And back on the Wild West Coast, you can detour Edge of the World, which is a point of land assaulted by the Southern Ocean and stacked with logs and driftwood. If the world goes, if the world does have an edge, truly it's here. It's absolutely remarkable. Uh, return to Smithton for the night. You can stay at the Tall Timbers Tasmania and tasting local Cape Grim beef at the Tall Timbers Cowrie Bistro. Uh, Smithton, nice little place. Excuse me. So again, you need to do your research when travelling with dogs. Can't say that enough. Uh, Smith Smithton is 130 k's from Devonport um, and where the Spirit of Tasmania Ferry Terminal is. The River Breeze Caravan and Cabin Park is situated on the banks of the Duck, that's Duck, D-U-C-K, River, and it's the most western park with powered sites and full amenities on the northwest coast of Tasmania. Um, the park itself boasts beautiful gardens which attract stunning bird life and it's within walking distance of the town centre and the golf course. They've got lovely grass-powered and unpowered sites as well as cabins and it was lovely presented to us. You can jump onto their website. Uh, they're part of the... Uh, QUI Parks, um, so it's called the River Breeze Caravan and Carav Cabin Park, because I can put a sentence together, get a little bit excited, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that is in Smithton too. So the next part of the Northwest Tour was uh, doing the Tarkine Loop. The Tarkine is Australia's largest temperate rainforest. It's primeval and frayed at the edges by a wild coastline. It warrants an absolute full day of exploration, best spent with the Tall Timbers Adventure Tours, where they survey the coast and plunge deep into the forest. If exploring independently, you can set out on the Tarkine Drive, which is a 60-kilometre sealed loop taking in limestone sinkholes at Lake Chisholm Forest Reserve, ancient forests of myrtle and ferns, and the Trowater Arc, which uh, was where a collapsed cave has left a, a fern-filled natural archway between a pair of sinkholes. Uh, part of the Northern Forage Journeys, it's an absolutely fantastic area of Tasmania. So from there, we kept going because uh, time is tight when you're on the road sometimes. So we headed across the northern part of Tasmania, back to towards uh, Devonport and then on towards uh, Launceston, the northeast of Tasmania. And again, full of really unique and wonderful things to experience. Um, there's exhilarating mountain bike trails too, so make sure you take your bike. World-class golf, uh, down-to-earth local charm, and again, a must-do region when visiting Tasmania. You can shred the tra trails in Derby when you can get your adrenaline pumping with a trip to the Blue Derby mountain bike trails. They hosted the 2017 and 19 Enduro World Series. 
It's the mountain bike mecca of Tasmania. So whether you're a novice or a seasoned pro, there is over 125 kilometres of purpose-built trails, and there's something for everyone in Derby. They can You can also hire bikes there too uh, around town at places such as uh, Vertigo or Evolution. And if you want a curated experience, you can check out some of the incredible multi-day tours such as the Blue Derby Pods Ride into the wild and up and around. Take the plunge at Floating Sauna Lake Derby. It's a truly exhilarating and unique experience set against the serenity of Lake Derby. It's a Scandinavian-style sort of inspired wood fire sauna which integrates the best of hot and cold therapies and you'll be sure to leave feeling fully relaxed and rejuvenated. And sip on some bubbles along Piper's River. The Piper's River wine region in the northeast is well, well and world-renowned for its sparkling wine. You will be spoiled for choice on where to go and what to taste next. For a perfect cellar door, there's Sinipias and Delamere as your place. For well-known favourites such as Clover Hill Jansen, Bay of Fires Winery are great options if you're feeling peckish. Piper's Brook Vineyard has a cafe on site. If you like golf, there's three iconic golf courses to choose from, including Lost Farm, The Dunes and Bugle Run. You'll soon see why Barn Bugle is every, no, I think it was called we called it Barn Bugle, but Barn Bugle is every golfer's dream destination, situated on what used to be a potato farm. This incredibly picturesque spot right along the northeast coast has a lot to offer. It's not only home to world-class golf courses, the on-site restaurant, cosy accommodation and serene day spa make it an ideal getaway, regardless if you're travelling with a friend or a loved one. Stop for a snap at Little Blue Lake. It's a surreal-looking little phenomenon that seems almost too good to be true. What was originally an old mine hole... Uh, Little Blue Lake is now a lake with a very unique, vivid aqua blue colour created from the reflection of the minerals in its base. Located just off the B82 between Derby and Gladstone, it's well worth stopping for a selfie and a leisurely walk around to take in this extraordinary spectacle. Although it might seem tempting, swimming is not recommended due to the high mineral content of the water. And you can crack open a beer as we did at Little Rivers Brewing Co. For a taste of some of the finest craft beer in Tasmania, Little Rivers Brewing Co. in Scottsdale is a go-to. Since its inception in 2012, the microbrewery is well known for creating quality brews than anything but anything out of the ordinary. Drop in for a drink and if you like to snuggle or pick one up, opt for a tasting paddle and you can even BYO your own food. Now, if you're into cooking, you can refine your culinary skills at Hinton Bay Kitchen. Enjoy a day spent creating magic in the kitchen with cooking class at Hinton Bay Kitchen. Specialising in Italian delights, head chef and teacher, their Jane offers fun and educational classes that let patrons experience Tuscany on the Tamar. And you can meet the fairies with low-head penguin tours. These little penguins are so cute. Each night after sunset, the adorable little blue penguins, also known as fairy penguins, they venture out of the ocean and onto the shore at low head for bedtime. You can jump on a tour with low-head penguin tours to get up close and personal with them. Then these small, intimate tours have been specifically designed to help protect the well-being of the penguins and their environment. Have a drive up Jacob's Ladder. The steep zigzag rogue up Jacob's Ladder to get to Ben Lomond National Park is not for the faint-hearted, but if you can, manage the hairpin bends. You'll be rewarded with stunning scenery of the surrounding Dolorite Cliffs. And you can lounge in the lavender at Bridestow. It's over 260 acres. Bridesdale Lavender Estate is the world's largest privately owned lavender farm. 
stroll through the never-ending rows of purple blooms while tasting their famous lavender ice cream. I wasn't a fan, but whatever floats your boat. Summer is when the lavender is in season, but you can visit all year round. The on-site shop and cafe have all things lavender inspired from soap to lavender coffee and more. If you venture just off the beaten track a little bit to discover the extraordinary, this extraordinary little site, after Braxenhome but before Derby, look out for the sign that will take you off the Tasman Highway and onto an unsealed road. You drive along through the forest of eucalyptus, myrtle and blackwood trees till you get to a car park. Then you follow the path until you reach a stunning construction lost within the forest. It's absolutely fantastic. The coastal town of Brideport, um, or Bridport, overlooking Anderson Bay, has all the makings of a great getaway. White sandy beaches, charming cafes and friendly locals. Old Pier Beach is particularly picturesque and if you feel the need to stretch your legs, the Bridport walking track is a stunning 11km circuit that will take you through the stunning landscapes and secluded beaches. And when travelling through this area, really make sure that you allow enough time to, to do it. To learn about the history at Georgetown and Lowhead, located along the eastern banks of the Tamar River, Georgetown has a long and really unique past. And you can learn about the maritime history. You can head to the Bass and Flinders Maritime Museum where you can view one of Tasmania's most varied collection of maritime artefacts. Then just a few kilometres up the road, you can wander through the Lowhead Pilot Station and the Maritime Museum, which is located in the historic convict-built Pilots Row. Time you visit well and you'll be able to hear the foghorn sound at noon on a Sunday. It's awesome. And I must say, uh, you can the coastal town of Bridport, make sure you stay there. It's absolutely fantastic. Lovely secluded little beaches too, but that was just something. In the background, I've got a cooker, bro. It's nice. At the Hillwood Berries, you can eat, drink and be berry when you explore the horticultural haven that is the Hillwood Berries Farm Gate. It's a family-run farm which produces some of the most delectable strawberries, raspberries, blackberries and blueberries around. You can have fun picking your own and stop by the cafe to feast on the selection of desserts and other berry-inspired items. And lift your spirits at Fanny's Bay. Take a trip to Fanny Bay Distillery to the birthplace of whisky making in northern Tasmania. This quaint spot, and we spent quite a bit there, is overflowing with passion, expertise and uniquely Tasmanian stories with only founders Matt and Julie Cooper can tell. Make sure you jump onto it. It's fantastic. Fanny Bay, Fanny's Bay Distillery, I must say, in the northern parts of Tasmania. We'll take a quick break and come back with more in just a moment. The Road Less Travelled podcast is a proudly Australian, fiercely independent podcast hosted and produced by me, Nikki Shea, for Fat Cat Media. We receive no corporate payments, which means we rely on self-sufficient financial support. If you can and are able to, we would love you to support us via Patreon. Listen to the Road Less Travelled podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Road Less Travel Podcast this week, talking to you about Tasmania. And there's six meaningful family experiences in northern Tasmania. It's not all about just couples or individuals. If you want to share a meaningful experience with the whole family and learn something new about the local northern Tasmanian history, you can do the Cooper Runa Nyara tours, where the Deloraine region, um, you can do these tours and learn about the connection of Aboriginal people to the Great Western Tears dating back over 10,000 years. It's a full-service door-to-door experience, including a guided walk along the 
Kuparuna Nairal Cultural Trail or visit and a visit rather to the Truwura Wildlife Sanctuary with lunch at Earthwater Cafe, followed by an underground adventure to the Maracuba Caves before resurfacing above ground and heading to the Alum Cliffs uh, for a look. Then you can expand your mind with a trip to the QV Mag, Australia's largest regional museum. Head to the Art Gallery at Royal Park to experience Launceston's leading collection of traditional and contemporary art. You can delve into the history of the local Tasmanian Aboriginals at the First Tasmanians, our story exhibit, and you'll be able to view rarely seen original objects and learn about Tasmanian Aboriginal perspectives on climate change, astronomy, stories of creation and much more. Take a step back in time and immerse yourself in northern Tasmania's convict history. This was awesome for us. Brickenden and Woolmer's estate where you can explore the World Heritage listed colonial farm village at Brickenden and see what life was like for the convicts who lived there. You can even book a stay in one of the original convict built cottages there too. Over at Woolmer's estate, hop on a guided tour to view the personal collections and possessions of six generations worth of the Archer family who settled there, or take yourself on a self-guided tour through the grounds, gardens and outbuildings of the estate before stopping for a bit of lunch at the on-site restaurant homage. The Tasmania Wool Centre for a deep dive into the farming routes. You can head to Ross for a visit to the Tasmania Wool Centre. Roam through the interactive museum where you can certainly immerse yourself in the town's wool story. While you're in town, stop by the Ross Female Factory. It's one of only five in Tasmania to learn about female convicts who once lived there. And if you're feeling peckish, rather, the vanilla slice from the Ross Village Bakery will be sure to please you. They say it's the best in the world. The Beaconsfield Mine and Heritage Centre, where you can uncover historical treasures there. The interactive display depicts the history of the gold mining area in an interactive way from the historic gold rush years through the modern industrial mining and the momentous events of that mine rescue at Beaconsfield back in 2006. We've spoken already about Lowhead and Georgetown, but located on the eastern banks of the Tamar River, Lowhead Historic Precinct is home to the oldest and longest active pilot stations in Australia. Visit that maritime museum and discover who the first European settlers were to arrive at the Tamar Valley back in 1804. Find out who they were. Other places of interest you can visit on the site include the Lowhead Lighthouse or the Foghorn, which, as we said earlier, sounds its uh, foghorn at noon each Sunday. A few minutes' drive away is Georgetown, where you can visit the Bass and Flinders Maritime Museum and learn about those explorers who sailed the sloop Norfolk right into the Tamar River in 1798. So much history in the northern part of Tasmania. Um, and I spoke a little bit earlier about some of the little um, cooking and culinary experiences that you can <clears throat> excuse me, interact with in, um, well, not just in northern Tasmania, but all around Australia and anywhere that you can. So it's time for a recipe. Now, we spoke earlier <clears throat> in, excuse me, in this week's show about Tasmanian oysters, so it's only pertinent that we have a Tasmanian oyster with fresh coriander salsa. The ingredients you will need, and this will take less than 30 minutes cooking time, serves two people, 12 Tasmanian Pacific oysters, 50 grams of finely diced tomato, 50 grams of finely diced cucumber, 50 grams of finely diced celery, 6 only chives, 12 coriander leaves finely chopped and 50ml of balsamic vinegar. Now the oysters should be fresh and half shelled. You blanch the tomato to remove the skin and seeds and then finely dice. Cut the cucumber in half, remove the seeds and finely dice it and finely dice the celery too. Chop the chives and add to the other diced vegetables you've already mixed up. Then mix through the coriander. 
Finally, pick the leaves of the coriander and finely chop and spoon through the mix. Add the vinegar and spoon on top of each oyster just prior to serving. I don't like, I don't know about you, I don't like fresh oysters. But this one was actually quite nice with this little um, coriander, um, fresh coriander salsa. It was actually very nice. I like oysters Kilpatrick. That's next. And don't forget too, if you've got a recipe that you want to share with us that you've done on the road, drop us a line. Love to hear from you. Fatcat at iinet.net.au. As I said, oysters Kilpatrick, I love them. Uh, 10 minutes prep time, about 5 minutes to cook. And this dish will serve four people or two extremely hungry, greedy people like us. The uh, You top it with smoky bacon, this classic oyster dish is just the ultimate sensational. Six ingredients, two cups of rock salt, 24 oysters shucked. You've got to be careful how you say that. Two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, uh, about 175 grams of thin rashes of, of rindless bacon. You've got to dice it up. Two tablespoons of flat leaf parsley leaves chopped, lemon wedges to serve. It's a two-method step, dead easy. Preheat a grill on medium to high heat or the oven. You can place the rock salt on, in a thick layer on a baking tray or heat-proof plate. The uh, rock salt actually acts as a, a um, to stops the oysters from flying around on the tray. You arrange the oysters in their half shells on the rock salt. Then sprinkle the Worcestershire sauce over the oysters. Top with bacon. Grill on the salt for 5 to 8 minutes or until the bacon is crisp. You sprinkle with parsley and serve with lemon. Absolutely sensational. Make sure again, as I said, you use fresh oysters. And when you're in Tasmania, why not use those fresh Tasmanian oysters you can get all along the coast of Tasmania. Now, a visit to Launceston, of course, when you're heading on the northern parts of Tasmania, why wouldn't you? And rarely would a day go by when you didn't handle ceramics. And I mean, such as a mug, breakfast bowl, teapot, bathroom basin. It's a functional form that many of us have made, that many um, of us use, and many have made a masterpiece out of, such as John Campbell and John McHugh, two craftsmen who put Launceston on the map as a centre of artistic excellence. In the 1880s, John Campbell set up his pottery works at Sandhill at the top of Wellington Street in Launceston, where clay deposits were plentiful. The works produced pipes and bricks for construction, as well as homewares and art pottery. Campbell's signature boldly glazed pottery, vases, jugs, even fountains, became highly sought after around the world. Their business expanded was passed on to his sons before wrapping it up in the 1970s. Just around the corner was John McHugh's production, which made a similar line of ceramics and wares that were similarly glazed and in hot demand by the arty people. Scour a few artistic, art, scour a few rather art, artistic and antique stores around Tasmania, you'll no doubt spot a McHugh or a Campbell work. An easy check for a hand scrawled signature on the item's base will confirm your suspicions. The Campbell and McHugh pottery houses may no longer be the tradition that has endured in Launceston, with countless artisans now honing their craft and businesses, teaching others the trade popping up over the years. Potters Asa Bell and Julie Perry show more than 30 years' experience between them and are now inviting northern Tasmanians to learn the craft at Glazed and Confused, which is an experimental destination for everyone and anyone. They said... We want the relaxed environment where people can just come and have a good time. They can be experienced potters or they could be new to ceramics. 
We just want to make accessible to everyone in the community. It's about getting in and having a go. Their studio opened mid-year at Launceston's Leafy Quadrant Mall and offers classes in wheel and freeform pottery. Two-hour workshops are open to individuals or groups. You'll be given the opportunity to spin or mould something truly unique. Glazed and confused mantra of come in and get messy is epitomised by flecks of clay on the studio's walls and windows. And Asa and Julie clearly delight in introducing new faces to pottery and say they're often surprised at amateur attempts. The wheel is quite challenging, but some people really take to it. In the absence of the opportunity to travel overseas for many people, people are looking to treat themselves to an experience to savour. Aside from the fun and games, the therapeutic spin-offs of ceramics can be remembered and are reasons why Asa and Julie are working with support organisations such as Beyond Blue and the Department of Veteran Affairs. Hobart also has a glazed and confused studio, so Asa and Julie are splitting their time between the centres and they're delighting in uncovering Launceston's gems such as the Cataract Gorge, eclectic architecture and eaterings. They're just starting to learn about Launceston's rich pottery past but said the future is bright. Bookings at Glazed and Confused are essential. Their website, glazedandconfusedstudio.com, and they are in Launceston. It's absolutely fantastic. And like many places, there is obviously places to stay. For dog-friendly, we we stowed. We stayed at the uh, Myrtle Park Camping and Recreational Ground, and there's a St. Leonard's Dog Park as well. Um, There's a caravan park at Longford called the Longford Riverside Caravan Park that takes dogs the East Beach Tourist Park, Bridport Seaside Caravan Park takes dogs too, and Big Four St Helens Holiday Park right on the coast, um, what's that, the east coast of the northern tips of um, Tasmania, if, if that makes sense. That's about all for our first part. Um, we'll come back to um, other adventures that we did in Tasmania in later episodes, but uh, that is the first part of uh, the northern tip of Tasmania uh, on the road less travelled as I try and put a sentence together. Thanks so much for your company. If you've got an upcoming trip that you uh, are planning, we'd love to hear from it. If you've just done a trip and you'd love to interact with something that you think that our listeners and you would love to share, we'd love to hear from you too. Thanks very much for your company. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and check out our YouTube page as well and our website, fatcatmedia.com.au. My name's Nikki Shea. You've been listening to The Road Less Travelled and I'll catch you somewhere on the road. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been The Road Less Travelled, a podcast about travelling and camping on the road. Written and hosted by me, Nikki Shea, produced by Fat Cat Media. If you have enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Even better, please leave a review. Any comments or questions, please email fatcat at iinet.net.au and to be notified on the new episodes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed. We'll be back with a new episode next week.